You are listening to the Primitive Intelligence Podcast, episode 409, Suck It, the Weaponized Tick Conspiracy. As a hiker, backpacker, outdoorsman, this one really interests me. So we're going to get into that in a minute. Before jumping that, though, I've done a little bit of uh, revamping to the website. So if you're looking for show notes, uh, episode art, or you want to listen to old episodes, you can go and go on over to primitiveintelligence.com. And uh, I changed the look of that. Made it hopefully a little bit easier to find things. And I've also started a Instagram just for episode art. So if you're curious in seeing that stuff, I'll put a link in the show notes to the Instagram channel. It's just Primitive Intelligence Podcast on Instagram. So check that out. That's all the housekeeping I've got for this the beginning of this episode. So we're going to get into episode 409. The Primitive Intelligence Podcast starts now. Oh, I just get itchy when I hear the word tick. When people ask me what my biggest concern of wildlife is when I'm out hiking and backpacking, above bears, above coyotes, rabbits, squirrels, above all of it, it's ticks. They're just weird because they, they burrow into you and they suck your blood and they can carry diseases. So the weaponized tick conspiracy. Basically what this says is that the military, mostly the U.S. military, did research back in the, the 50s, on 50s and 60s, to see if they could weaponize ticks to carry bioweapons. It sounds crazy, right? It just sounds like science fiction. Like That's just the most ridiculous thing in the world. And there are articles that state basically as much. The Washington Post has an article, straight up says right in the title, No, Lyme disease is not an escaped military bioweapon, despite what conspiracy theorists say. Now, Right off the bat, I can say that this title is misleading because I don't think anybody's saying that Lyme disease is the bioweapon or that the U.S. government invented Lyme disease. It's that ticks are the bioweapon. So right off the bat, whoever wrote this, uh, Sam Telford, back in August 11th of 2019, um, just jumped on Lyme disease. Ticks, it must be Lyme disease. Just basically asks the same question a couple times here about could Lyme disease be the result of an accidental release from secret bioweapons experiment? Um, and then says pretty much, you know, without any reservations, it's not true. The very next line, though, says ticks can indeed carry infectious agents that could be used as biological weapons. Military research has long focused on ticks. Sites around Long Island Sound near military's Plum Island Research Lab were some of the first places where American Lyme disease epidemic was identified. Okay, so you're saying it's not true, but it's possible. Not true, but possible. That's what these two sentences say. This guy states that he worked on Lyme disease um, since 1985, part of his doctoral thesis. It's an unlikely bioweapon, which I agree. Lyme disease is not a good bioweapon. It acts too slowly. Uh, a sentence in here says... One of the most important characteristics of biowarfare agent its ability is its ability to quickly disable target soldiers. Boom. Absolutely correct. Does Lyme disease do that? No. Are people saying Lyme disease is bioweapon? No. This is a misleading article. This, this is one of those team sports mentality things. As soon as this guy heard conspiracy theory, he shot down all the... Gave a lot of good reasons to shoot it down, but was looking at the wrong... Thing. Just 
played his part. Um, decades before Lyme was identified, there were instances of it. They didn't know what to call it, but it had been diagnosed. There was, uh, in, in 1981 is when they kind of knew where it came from. A medical entomologist by the name of Willie Bergdorfer uh, discovered that the bacteria that causes Lyme comes from ticks. But again, this article states that it couldn't have come from Plum Island because there's instances of Lyme disease before the 80s. We know that. Um, next section talks about conspiracy versus fact. He, he, he goes on to say that some have overanalyzed that Lyme disease uh, was first found in ticks from Shelter Island, uh, so near Plum Island, in an isolated facility that was used as a military research lab until 1954. I think he's overanalyzing the fact that people think Lyme disease is the bioweapon. And then goes on to say, let's pretend that the military started working immediately on a newfound agent of Lyme disease in 1981. Uh, that was long after Fort Terry on Plum Island was repurposed in 1954. And it's also after President Richard Nixon outlawed biowarfare. That would be true. Here's the problem, though. We'll talk about Plum Island in a minute. It's got a, an interesting history. To say that none of this would have happened after biowarfare was outlawed. You can't see the air quotes if you're listening to this. I don't know how many times government has done things that they said was illegal. Laws only pertain to certain people. So is it possible, is it theoretical that uh, the military would have continued to do research after it was outlawed? Yes, absolutely. All fair is, all, what's it saying? All's fair in love and war? I, I just don't think that's slapping the law on it. And plus, the law wasn't for bio-warfare, which were offensive bio-warfare. Nothing about defensive bio-warfare. Then it says the real nail in the coffin for the idea that Lyme disease in the United States was somehow accidentally released from military bioweapons um, turns out to not have been from old... It can't be true. can't be true because um, there was instances of Lyme disease before it was Lyme disease was was discovered by name, but we already know this. So this article is just this big um, tangent on the wrong point. This guy focused solely on Lyme disease. So why? Why did he focus on Lyme disease? What is it about Lyme disease? Ticks in, in the United States alone can carry over 15 different diseases. The four that are, are most commonly reported, and some of these less than others, but Lyme disease, yes, right? Lyme disease, headaches, fever, um, soreness, uh, in, in long term can actually affect your joints, your heart, and your nervous system. Um, it can be debilitating, absolutely. Not a fast-acting thing, though. Uh, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, uh, another it can be it can be deadly, but it again fever, vomiting, nausea, uh, and then on your on the soles of your feet and the palms of your hand you get this rash, which is like little red spots, which are where it gets its name, spotted fever. And then there is uh, this uh, Powassan virus, which I'd never heard of until I start looking into this, and is extremely dangerous. Uh, people don't necessarily show symptoms. And for even those who have symptoms, it could take like a week to a month before they start to show. Uh, and again, fever, headache, vomiting, and weakness. 
severe cases um, can cause encephalitis or meningitis. And then it's deadly in about 10% of people. Um, and 50% of those people, 50% of the, of the 10% who survive have long-term consequences from this. Um, it's most commonly found in the Northeast and Upper Midwest states. And um, uh, this website basically is showing, uh, talking to, about to doctors, like what you, what you should do. Um, and I'll put links to all these, these articles and everything that I find in the show notes. But the, the last one, is one that I, I know somebody who actually has this and it's called alpha gal syndrome and it winds up being a um, allergic reaction to a sugar molecule found in most mammals called alpha gal so it's not found in in fish reptiles birds or people but it can be found in pork beef rabbit lamb and venison things like that and products made from mammals, including gelatin, cow's milk, and dairy products. The, the symptoms or actually reactions to AGS, to alpha-gal, if you, if you ingest it, can be rash, hives, nausea and vomiting, um, heartburn or indigestion, diarrhea, cough, shortness of breath, difficulty breathing, a drop in blood pressure, swelling of the lips, throat, tongue, and eyelids, dizziness or faintness, severe stomach pains. Um, commonly, this will happen two to six hours after eating meat or dairy products or after exposure to products containing alpha-gal. And this says, I mean, this is how specific you got to be about what you ingest if you have alpha-gal syndrome. For example, gelatin-coated medication. So can you imagine not feeling well and then you take like a gel cap and it makes you feel worse or it could kill you? Um the reactions can differ from person to person and they can range from mild to severe, even life-threatening. Um, so like I said, I know somebody who has this and it's, he's got to watch everything he eats, everything and anything, not just eats, ingests anything and everything. Got to watch it all. So yeah, there's good reason to be concerned about ticks because they do, uh, show a propensity for transmitting disease. They are a great delivery system, unfortunately. Why the what's the what's the hubbub, right? Why do why is the Washington Post just jumping out and saying no? It's it's not, you know, these conspiracy theorists. Conspiracy theorists. You mean conspiracy theorists like the House of Representatives? Because the House of Representatives, a month before that article came out on the Washington Post. A month before, the House of Representatives orders the Pentagon to investigate whether ticks were once used as biological weapons. Not so much a, not so much a crazy person conspiracy here. There's also an amendment passed uh, that calls for the Defense Department's Inspector General to look at whether any such experiments were done between 1950 and 1975. This was introduced by New Jersey Representative Chris Smith who was inspired to write the amendment by a number of books and articles suggesting that significant research had been done at U.S. government facilities, including Fort Detrick, Maryland, and Plum Island, New York, to turn ticks and other insects into bioweapons. Not Lyme disease into a bioweapon, but ticks into a bioweapon. They can carry disease. They can inject it right into your bloodstream. 
this article continues to talk about basically Lyme disease. And, and maybe this is why people jump on Lyme disease because it's, it's, is the most common, but there's these two, these two names here, this Fort Detrick, Maryland and Plum Island, New York. So let's look at Fort Detrick first. Give you a little history on Fort Detrick. And this is where it starts to get a little, a little bit unnerving. Fort Detrick was the center of the U.S. Biological Weapons Program from 1943 to 1969. Was absolutely involved in, but it was the center of U.S. Biological Weapons Program. So, okay, that's, I mean, obviously, if there was a biological weapons program, they'd have to have a headquarters somewhere, but this Fort Detrick was, was it. And then as of the early 2010s, it, it was a campus supporting a multi-governmental community that conducts biomedical research and development, um, medical material management, global medical communications, and a study of foreign plant pathogens. The lab is known to research pathogens such as Ebola and smallpox. In August of 2019, its deadly germ research operations were abruptly shut down following serious safety violations in particular relating to disposal of dangerous materials. So here you've got what was formerly the U.S. Biological Weapons Program uh, Center, um, now known for things like Ebola and smallpox, and they are having to shut down parts of it because they can't properly discard stuff. So if they were using ticks as a bioweapon, could they have gotten out from this place? I think they could have. That's a little unnerving. So, yeah, that's... Fort Detrick. And I'll, again, this will be linked down. There's a lot of information there in this one. And then Plum Island. This is the one that gets interesting. So Plum Island, uh, 1954, the center was tasked with protecting America's livestock from animal diseases. So it's already involved in diseases. Uh, during the Cold War, a secret biological weapons program targeting livestock was conducted at the site which ended in 1969 when uh, President Nixon declared an end to the United States' offensive bioweapons program. Today, the facility maintains its laboratories up to bio, uh, biosafety level three, uh, but has remained controversial as a result of high-risk uh, high work in proximity to the New York metropolitan area. It's uh, slated for closure in 2023, with work moving to the National Bio and Agro Defense Facility, under construction in Manhattan, Kansas. Yay, Kansas. You can look forward to that. But they're super excited to have that come to their state. Here's the weird thing. Lyme, Connecticut was one of the early hotspots for the epidemic spread of of ticks and Lyme disease. Um, I remember when I was a kid, nobody, I mean, we used to run around outside all the time. I never, don't ever remember having a tick on me. Maybe once. It just seems like now you can't, you're just everywhere. Like people are getting them in your yard. Uh, like I think like the dog had a tick like every, every once in a great while, but not, not people. Like we, we never really had them on us. But so this Lyme, Connecticut is the, like the, the, the hot spot in the 80s when Lyme disease started becoming more prevalent. Um, here's a scary, scary, scary thing. I've actually been to Lyme County. I'm looking at the uh, the map here. I, I did a road trip and went right through there. Lyme County, the, the southern border of Lyme County is less than 14 miles from the northern edge of Plum Island. So it's right there. 
wow, you know what? I have to go back and look at some of my photos. Uh, I did a road trip back in 2015, and I, I came down through Lyme County. I didn't realize it. I was at um, right on the edge of it, at, uh, Gillette Castle State Park. But I drove down through, and I went to um, Rocky Neck State Park in Connecticut. And I've got – I mean, how far away is that? That's not far at all. So I may have been able to see – Plum Island from Rocky Neck State Park. I should check my pictures and see if I got a picture of that. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so they're only f- about 14 miles away. So the hotspot in the 80s of Lyme disease and, and tick problems <laughs> right next to Plum Island. I've been looking for information about this um, investigation. And the, the most current thing I see is in 2020, uh, about a year, almost exactly a year after the initial order for investigation from the House of Representatives. It says that the the bill and the past amendments uh, will be moved to the conference committee where the House and Senate will work to decide on the language that goes into the final product. LDA President Pat Smith said, we thank Congressman Smith and Peterson for championing this investigation. Lyme and tick-borne diseases, patients and public are entitled to know the truth about what past government research may reveal, not only about the documented tick releases along the Atlantic Bird Flyway, but also about research on the mysterious Swiss agent, which Dr. Willie Bergdorfer identified as a new rickettsia strain in his work for the U.S. government at Rocky Mountain Labs and in Switzerland. Perhaps it may uncover clues to help stop this epidemic of tick-borne diseases. Uh, I think a lot of this... There's a, a book that's shown here called Bitten, The Secret History of Lyme Disease and Biological Weapons by Chris Newby. That might be worth looking into. So looking a little further, I find uh, September 24th, 2021, Comptroller General Investigation of Ticks, Vectors, and Biowarfare passes the House. So we're now two years after the initial order for investigation, and it just passed the House. Oh. So at the, at the bottom of this, it takes a weird turn. This is says, Lyme Disease Association has worked with Congressman Smith for 30 years trying to get answers on Lyme disease. The time is now ripe for this investigation to move forward and uncover Lyme's murky origins, just as COVID's origins are being examined. If an investigation is not done, we may never have any answers, answers which could even produce information that could help in determining treatments for tick-borne diseases or stopping their spread. Wow. Okay, so just threw COVID in that mix too. Wasn't going to really touch on that. So there's definitely a little bit of a team sports mentality going on with some of this. People who don't want to believe it, man, they just jump all over the Lyme disease portion of this, and it, it's 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 like programmed into them. And then there's the you know people like I don't know the government that really want answers. This is a, a, a a weird conspiracy theory because it is it's still a conspiracy theory but you've got parts of the government actually in it like asking questions about it which is crazy so yeah what what is the deal with ticks you know I, I don't think that Lyme disease is a good weapon unless you're playing a very long game you'd have to release that release a bunch of ticks and then um wait a long time until everybody has arthritis and then attack. That doesn't seem uh, like a a very wise idea. 
But I think that ticks as a bioweapon, as a carrier for biological disease, that makes a creepy amount of sense. It's known, it's proven that ticks carry disease. They're very good carriers and transmitters of disease. Ticks have survived for like 100 million years. I think that is the oldest fossilized tick they found. is like 100 million years old. They've been around a long time. And the fact that they can spread disease so easily and easily, like if you have a tick on you, if you've never had a tick on you, maybe you have and you just don't know because you can't feel them on you usually and you don't feel when they bite you. I think they, they like secrete some kind of numbing agent or something like that. So you don't even feel them bite you. So you could be infected before you even knew it. Could Lyme disease be a, a, just an, an analog for a, another disease that is transmitted in a similar way or um, inf- the bacteria is similar? Something about it is similar enough that they use that to test instead of the actual uh, biological agent. Is that a possibility? I think that, that could be a possibility. And seeing how Fort Detrick is, is, you know, had division divisions shut down because they couldn't keep things in containment. Um, is it possible <laughs> that these ticks got out? I think it's, it's, it's not crazy to think that it, it could have happened. Was it done intentionally? I mean, I, I hope not. You know, you, you want to believe that uh, the government and our military isn't willingly testing on the public. Could have happened by accident. I, I think a lot of things have happened by accident. And we're not always made privy to that information. Because I think some of those accidents are pretty scary. So... Yeah, what what team are you on in this one? I mean, obviously, if the if the House of Representatives, if this has got enough momentum and enough credibility to make it to the House of Representatives to get pushed through, to have an, an order for investigation to be opened and passed, then there's at least the the chance that this. There's something to it. Um, I like I said. I don't think it's Lyme disease is the. I, I don't think any of those four. I don't think that Lyme, uh, spotted fever, Powassans or Alpha Gal are the. Are the bioweapon? I think those are just things that that exist, and, um, naturally they're going to spread. I think that maybe, ticks themselves. Yes, absolutely were used as bioweapons or at least researched into being used as bioweapons. And like I said, maybe something like Lyme disease that has kind of taken off was used as an analog or maybe ticks were genetically altered to make them more susceptible to these diseases, to being carriers. And that's why we're seeing the spread. I don't know. A lot of questions to be answered on this one. And it looks like maybe we might actually get some answers on this one. Maybe I'm going to keep my eye out on this. And if I see any um, updates, I'll let you guys know, but I'm going to put a ton of links in the description down below in the, in the show notes, 
because there's, I got what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 tabs open right now, <laughs> scrolling through stuff, um, getting this information. So there's, there's a lot here to go through. So check out the links and uh, let me know what you think, because this one, this is one of those ones that's a little scary. Is it a conspiracy now that it's actually the order is passed? I guess if there's something to it, it is technically a conspiracy theory. Well, it would be a conspiracy, not a conspiracy theory anymore. That's going to do it for this one. I hope this one makes you think more. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I will talk to you in the next episode of Primitive Intelligence. Intelligence.